Hello everyone and welcome to a special live edition of Non Sequitur Nerds. Tonight we're going to need you to stay a while and listen because we're going to be talking voice actors tonight. Joining me as always is my buddy Ian. How's it going tonight? Are they are they watching us? I mean, I, I, no, notice me, senpai. Ada ada. <laughs> I mean, you know, I we're we're the video's up on Twitch, so we're going. Let's let's do this. So, anybody... all right, cool. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I uh, hope you're doing well this evening, for those of you watching. Uh, for those of you that are listening at your own leisure, thank you for tuning in, and uh, we appreciate you being here with us. Uh, so, as uh, Tim alluded to, uh, we are going to be talking uh, voice actors. Uh, voice acting, voice actors, uh, crossing genres, whatever you want to... You know, we're not really going to be exclusive tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in the, in the news, uh, a little bit of sad news... Um, uh, very famous uh, actor, voice actor, um, Ed Asner, uh, passed away this week. If you're looking at uh, headlines, um, you may recognize Ed Asner as the uh, voice of uh, crotchety Mr. Fredrickson from Disney and Pixar's Up. Uh, he also voices uh, Ed Wunsler uh, in the Boondocks, yeah. which is kind of where I kind of where I got the idea of you know actors and voice actors crossing over into multiple genres. Uh, you know, he he did a lot of other um, voice acting talents. Uh, I, I was kind of remember... surprised, like like when I saw that he had passed away. Like I started looking up how much he had done, and I mean he's got he's got quite the the back catalog of work that he has done, like a lot more than I had realized. Oh yeah, he's in, and he has an extremely recognizable voice. Too. Oh like, yes, yes he does. He he's like he's he's like Tony J, right? Like Tony J had that that voice. Oh god, you know, yes. for the, for those of you that don't remember Tony J, uh, probably for this generation, the best way to recognize his voice is uh, usually he was a villain in a you know a Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, he, <laughs> he also really did was. the voice. He also did the voice of uh, of uh, Frollo. In uh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, the yep. the main antagonist, the main villain there, uh, but they just had that very deep, just menacing voice. voice. Like Tim yeah. Curry, you know Tim Curry. He's, oh, Tim, Curry's Tim Curry's always was always playing bad guys, <laughs> you know, because he's or, or, just or he sweet transvestites from tra uh, transsexual Transylvania. So, well, yes, that that too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Ed Asner uh, passed away. Uh, you may remember. Uh, uh, that old show Freakazoid. Uh, he played uh, the cop. Oh um, yeah, he I... did. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't remember. I uh, can't remember his name. The cop's name. Uh, yeah. the Character at this point, but yeah, he was he was the cop. Well, uh, he, he, cop, uh, the uh, cop that was always the huntsman, right? Uh, no, he was the one that would always show up and uh, oh, just yeah. like hang out with, like convince Freakazoid to hang out. He was like, yeah. hey, Freakazoid, you want to go like get a gelato or something? Would I? <laughs> Yep. Yep. <laughs> so. Oh man. Uh, I mean, yeah. Such, I mean, it's it's like if you go back, at, like I didn't even look at his full list. I just kind of like browse through more recent stuff. But like, I mean, yeah, like you're mentioning Freakazoid now. I bet if if we went back, there'd be just a ton of stuff. To like, oh yeah, he was in that. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like it's just it's kind of amazing, really. Um, you know the the range the, of these different performers, which again is kind of the impetus for some of the the conversation tonight. Um, you know, you look at some of the these performers out there, and they they're just so varied and crazy and off the wall. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, look at Tom Kenny. You know, m probably most famously voices SpongeBob, right? SquarePants. Uh, I mean, is, the is there any other SpongeBob Ian? <laughs> 
Maybe? Oh, yeah, SpongeBob Round Pants. Uh, I think they actually did an episode of that. I mean, it's it's SpongeBob. I'm, I I think they've done about everything at this point, and they're just doing it again. That show's been on forever. Um, or, you know, yeah. like, I know one of uh, one of my sister's personal favorite voice actors, Matt Mercer. Yes. I mean, most yes. people know him, you know, critical role, but, I mean, he's a, a very well-established voice actor. Uh, yeah. He, he, uh, he and his wife and everybody on critical role. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he's he's kind of uh, amassed a, a community there. Uh, one of the other critical rollers, um, Laura Bailey. Uh, she, she's in everything. Of, <laughs> yes, does the voice of Lust in Full Metal Alchemist. Yep. Uh, does the voice of Black Widow in a lot of stuff. Um, she I, I didn't does realize she did Widow. Of, uh, yeah, she's a she does she does, has been playing Widow for quite a while actually. Oh, I didn't realize that. Um, uh, she does uh, Jaina Proudmore in mm. uh, the World of Warcraft. Yep, I knew that uh, one. Warcraft games. Um, her husband as well uh, is also a, a famous uh, famous voice actor. Um, uh, crap, what's his name? Travis. Um, yes, Travis. Yep. Uh, yeah, Travis Willingham. Willingham. Yep, Willingham. Uh, does famously again does the voice of uh, Roy Mustang from uh, Full Metal Alchemist amongst yeah. other things. Yep. Um, so uh, he does the voice of Thor in the Avengers. Yeah. Well, like uh, he, he. Well, the dude is built like Thor. I mean, he's just he's just a big dude, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, does the voice funny, of Thor. Uh, funny guy though. Funny guy. I really I really like yeah. those. Yeah, he's uh, he's really good as well. But. Um, so yeah, there's I mean there's a whole range of voice actors and voice acting. Like it can be everybody from, you know, famous celebrities doing kind of one-time voice acting gigs. Um as an example, I'm going to say Christian Bale voicing uh Howl in Howl's Moving Castle. Oh yeah. Um, well, I mean, heck, even I mean if you're talking other Miyazaki films, I mean, you had uh Oh, freaking Qui-Gon. Um Oh, uh, Liam Neeson. Li- Liam Neeson. You know, he was in Ponyo as, as Ponyo's father. I mean, like, yep. uh, I mean, Patrick so... Stewart was in Nausicaa, mm-hmm. The Valley of the Wind. Yep. Um, Mark Hamill was in uh, Lapida, uh, Castle in the Sky. I, I was going to say, and I mean, we can't mention Mark Hamill without mentioning probably one of his most iconic voice acting roles. Correct. I mean, uh, I, I'm going to say Joker, but I was, I was like, crap, think of something that's obscure that he's done. And all I could think of was Joker. <laughs> uh, Chucky. I mean, he voices. voices oh, uh, yeah. Chucky yeah, yeah, and, yeah. That's uh, right. And, yeah, he did it not only in Robot Chicken uh, years ago when like the not, first season not, of not Rugrats Chucky the the killer doll. No, 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 yeah, the killer <laughs> doll. Um, but yeah, that was uh, Colleen Cavanaugh, I believe, was the voice of Chucky. Um, she she since passed away. Yeah, um, that was several years ago. Uh, but um, yeah, so yeah, Mark Hamill obviously famously voices the Joker. Uh, has taken over for Alan Oppenheimer as Skeletor mm-hmm. in the. The He-Man uh, revitalization, which I, I need to watch that still. I do too, because uh, it's it's got it's it's a very derisive subject. I've, like, I've, I've noticed that. Yeah, how they hated it. Um, but you know, it's I love the animation style. I love Mark Hamill. I love Kevin Smith. Yeah. So it's like three things that are already keeping me very interested. Exactly. Yep. So, but um, if we kind of turn back the Wayback Machine, uh, <laughs> um, you know, probably one of the most famous voice actors of all time is, is Mel Blanc. Yeah. Uh, famous for voicing the Looney Tunes, not, just, gonna, a, not yeah. just a Looney Tune. The Looney not Tunes. Just, uh, the few Looney Tunes. The Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. Other than, I think, a female voice in the Looney Tunes cast, he was every the Looney Tunes. Looney Tune. <laughs> uh, he 
you know, was reported to have being able to do a thousand different voices. Oh, I'd believe it. I mean, that like super, super talented. Yeah. Uh, also, does did the voice of Mister Spacely in the Jetsons? Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yep. Yep. Did the the voice? Uh, if you go back, it's it's interesting. If you go back and rewatch uh, the uh, Jetsons uh, movie that came out in the eighties. Oh man, yeah, uh, I remember that. Um. If you notice some of Mel Blanc's lines, like the spoken dialogue, his voice changes a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was because he basically was on his deathbed or oh, died yeah. during the middle, like while they were recording, not yeah. like as in the, he was in the studio. Well, yeah, like, yeah. You know. So they had to get an impersonator to basically come in and fill in some of the some of his oh. lines. Um, the same thing can actually be said with George Jetson's uh, voice actor. I, I don't remember his name, mm. um, but he was he was actually struggling with dementia. And so oh. he couldn't finish some of the lines. And so they had to have somebody else come in. Oh, I so. was not aware of that. That's a fun little bit of trivia. Yeah. It's oh, well, I mean, not, not, trivia, not, not fun bit of trivia. I mean, but it's, it's it, interesting trivia. Yeah, it, interesting, interesting <laughs> trivia. So uh, and then, you know, you have the the Scooby-Doo cast. Um, Frank Welker as the voice of Red Jones and Scooby Doo. Yep. Literally every version that wasn't live acted. Mm-hmm. I think we've mentioned this on the show before, but yeah. he is he is Fred Jones. Yeah. Well, I mean, then you know, Casey Kasem did uh, Shaggy for the longest time. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Casey Kasem has one of those voices like you hear him and you know who that is. Well, I mean, at least. You know, people of, like, our generation and older do. I mean, kids these days. Right. Yeah, you know, they were, um... There weren't as many voice actors, obviously, back in the day, because it wasn't really a... I want to say a well-respected profession, or a well... Well-paid profession. Well, yeah, I mean, if, if you go back, you know, like 30 years, like, well, what do you do for a living? Oh, well, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I own my own business. What about you? Oh, I'm a CEO of a corporation. What about you? I do voices for cartoons! You know, people wouldn't have taken that as seriously. And now, nowadays, I mean, you get so many people that they would love to get into voice acting as their full-time job, you know? I mean, myself included. If, you know, I, I was talking to somebody at work the other day, and I said, you know, they asked me, you know, is this what you thought you'd be doing at this point in your life? I said, well, you know, no. in Dutch? (laughs) No, this is actually one of the other few English guys there. Um, Mm. But uh, I said, you know, honestly, no, but I mean, it's it's convenient. You know, the hours work great with my kid's school schedule. I get my weekends off. He's like, well, what what would you rather be doing? And I told him, I said, honestly, I I would love to do voice acting. I said, if, if, you know, some company called me up right now and they they offered me a contract, even if I was making exactly what I am right now, if they offered me, you know, a contract to start working immediately, I'd go up to my boss and say, "Hey, uh, bye." I would, I'd walk out on the spot. <laughs> that, that's the job. Deuces. Yeah. Do- bye. Oh, theater saying. Yeah. yeah um, voice acting, like I said, voice acting wasn't really. It was more of a niche thing. Like, yeah, it, it wasn't really well respected in its time. Like in its in its when it first came out. And much can be said, really, about like comic books. Mm. You know. Uh, Stan Lee, uh, in interviews would famously say, you know, like they were the, you know, they were like the black sheep, like nobody wanted to associate with comic books back when they came out. I mean, they were, they were grossly underpaid, you know, they had small offices, like they didn't, like you didn't, you didn't want to be associated with them. And it it took people like, 
you know, Stan Lee and, and the, those, those types that really championed for, for comic books um, to really kind of bring, you know, bring them to the forefront. And I think with, yeah. with voice acting, it's just been, it's a slow, been a slow transition over time. And I think some of that has been helped by the likes of Disney uh, with, you know, their animated, you know, their, their animated movies, you know, it kind of started off with, not really well known people like right. you know side gig type folks. Well, I mean, that, like the, the people the people that they would really promote would be you know featuring the singing voice of insert famous you know singer here. You know they would right. tout well Glenn Close as the voice of the poodle in right. Yeah, I mean Oliver they, and Company. They, they would they would advertise those big names that people already knew, but then you'd have like genuinely talented people who they'll be you know side character B in like five different Disney films and you, nobody go, Oh, Hey, I, I loved your rendition of this character. It's not the main right. character. It's not the, the big Hollywood draw name, but now, I mean, they're starting, especially Disney today. They're still kind of doing that, but they're branching out more into the, the more pop culture icons. Like, did anybody think that they would be watching, you know, a movie featuring the rock as a singing demigod? Because I enjoyed it, but it's not anything I ever thought I would see. You know, his, yeah, his no, rendition I mean, of, of he Maui did, was amazing. Yeah, he, he did fantastic oh, yes. in, that, in that role. Um, yeah, and even some of their other, you know, obviously Disney's is, is going for towards the star power thing. They're trying oh, to, you know, again, attract, attract viewers, mm. um, you know, with, uh, you know, Idina Menzel and um, uh, Kristen Bell in uh, Frozen. You know, right. those are two really big name big name people at the time um you know they've got uh the uh oh uh i mean look at the remakes that they did of like aladdin yeah and uh, the jungle book like they had bill murray as the voice of baloo they had <laughs> scarlett johansson as the voice of ka um i mean they so... had will smith as the genie you know i mean that's yeah which like okay unpopular opinion i i liked his performance as genie it wasn't Robin Williams, like... but for for the different take they put on it, I liked what he did with it. I admittedly have not seen the entirety of that movie, hmm. so I can't give a fair rendition start to finish, but I have seen, you know, YouTube clips and whatnot of his yeah. performances. And it was it was a it it held true to the spirit of who Genie was, but it wasn't trying to be Robin Williams. Yeah, they, they... He was doing his own he was doing almost I wouldn't say an homage, but he was he was being respectful to the original yeah, character, yeah. but still doing his own thing. Because I think I think Will Smith is, is self aware enough to know that he will never be able to replace Robin Williams. Nor do I think he, anybody wants to. Oh, I mean, it's um, that, that's somebody he's irreplaceable. Yeah, and and you know, Robin has uh, Robin has done Genie. He famously did uh, the voice of Batty in uh, Fern Gully, uh, the the Don Bluth movie. Um, yeah. where you can hear you can hear Robin Williams rap. Uh, <laughs> yep. Um, so, uh, but I mean, if you look at like Disney's pantheon, we it, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Jim Cummings. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like Jim Cummings, if if there is a Disney property, Jim Cummings has probably been in it. He yeah. is currently the voice of Winnie the Pooh, mm -hmm. uh, Tigger. Yep. Um, you know, did the voice, uh, uh, actually fun trivia for you. Um, he played the voice of, uh, Louie in tailspin, the, uh, the mm. tailspin, uh, cartoon show. Yeah. Um, 
you know, famously doing a rendition of Louis Prima. His 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 impression was so spot on that Louis Prima's estate sued Disney and said, you can't use this character anymore because you're you're taking his voice. Oh, wow. And so if you notice towards the later seasons of Tailspin, the character of Louis is not on there very much. He's only kind of a bit character. Not He's le- featured less because huh. because Jim Cummings did such a spot on rendition of Louis Prima's voice that that's that, his, that, 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 that says too. something to, to his talent right there, that he was so good at mimicking another guy's voice that he got sued for mimicking another guy's voice. <laughs> yeah. That's, and, you know, there's other, you know, there's... That's kind of a point other... of pride, honestly, for him, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, and, and he has he has fantastic range as well, because if you imagine the voice of Winnie the Pooh, and then he also did the voice of Darkwing Duck, mm-hmm. um, did the voice, uh, you know, d- does the voice of Ray the Firefly in uh, The Princess and the Frog. Oh, yeah, I forgot uh, that was him. Yeah, the ca- the crazy Cajun Firefly. Yeah. You know, he d- has a whole pantheon of voices. And, and if I remember correctly, Jim Cummings himself is, uh, he's from L- Louisiana, so. I, I, th- I um, think so. Yeah, so, I mean, there he's famously, you know, part, uh, a core component of, of the Disney brand at this at this current stage, you know, much like uh, Lane Allwine was as the voice mm-hmm. of Mickey for all right. those years. Well, um, for, for a while, wasn't he Mickey and Minnie for a while? No. It was or no, it was his wife, wife his wife. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Wayne, Wayne Allwine and uh, and his wife were Mickey and Minnie for the longest time. Which is um, really, really sweet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, but, yeah, it, it's, 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 it's interesting, you know, kind of like we were talking about a little bit ago, just how how differently people perceive voice actors now. Versus how they did, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Because again, like we said, back then it was it was very much a. It wasn't. I don't want to say it wasn't as lucrative. I don't know what they used to. I imagine Disney paid well enough that people kept coming back for it. You know, since we had so many repeat actors back in the day. But like now, I mean, you've got people that that's that's all they do. That is their main source of income, and they make quite a bit off of it. I mean. You know, they make they, some good money. They do, they do, but I think part of that, though, is my understanding, actually, from a recent interview I saw with one of one of our age's most famous um, voice actor, Steve Bloom. Who is amazing uh, said, and one of my favorites. Yes, uh, he said that really the pay grade for voice actors hasn't changed all that much in 20 years, so you'll see a lot of voice actors picking up a lot of different credits. Okay. Um so, you know, if you look at, again, you're talking about like Tom Kenny, Rob Paulson, uh, Billy West. I mean, these guys are in everything because <laughs> because they're they're picking up paychecks from all of these different. That makes different sense. Things. Then, yeah. um, so what one, so, one job's not lucrative, but when you're taking 20 jobs, it adds up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and some of it could be even, you know, bit lines like. You know, just a couple of lines in a TV commercial, like the you know the Taco Bell anime cheese uh, uh, Dude, nacho okay. fries. I want that I want like that to be a whole series. I want that to be. I would watch too. that. I would watch that Taco Bell. If you're listening, Taco Bell, make that a series. I would watch. You know, giant kaiju monsters fighting mechs over cheese fries. I would watch that. Yeah, no joke. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I like Dabinobashi, so if this is right up my alley. We we liked Abinabashi. That, that's true. Yeah. Like, okay, I still maintain at its core that anime is a love story. 
I, no, you're you're right, and I it's, love it. You're not wrong. <laughs> it's a it's a good it's a good good story. But, it is. Um. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's other actors out there that you know you don't realize are kind of into the voice acting. Game. Like, look at uh, Seth Green. Yeah, you know, Robot Chicken. He does the voice of Chris on uh, Family Guy and has done mm-hmm. it since the very first season. Yep. You know, he does a bunch of different voice acting gigs. You know, you don't realize it. Uh, right. Brecken Meyer is another one. He's on Robot Chicken all the time, but he does other, you know, other other stuff. Uh, Peter Cullen, Dude, okay. famously the voice yeah. of Optimus Prime. Also in the He's live actions. The- the live action films. He's also the voice of Eeyore in the Winnie the Pooh cartoon. <laughs> which, which cracks me up. One <laughs> shall stand, one shall fall, one shall wive and bother. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and I mean, if, if we're talking, we had talked at the top of the show about voice actors who had passed away during their, uh, during their roles. Uh, it wasn't during his role, but uh, Orson Welles, his last role was as Unicron in the Transformers, the first Transformers animated movie. That was his final role, was giant space god. <laughs> yep. And you know and, what? Uh, like, I can't... In my opinion, no one else has captured Unicron as well as Orson Roll, uh, Orson Rolls. Wow, Orson Welles <laughs> I mean, captured he was that a role. pretty rotund guy. I mean, but... He was, but uh, nobody captured that role as well as Orson Welles. Yeah, I would, uh, I would agree to that. Uh, you know, there's... He's done done quite a lot, uh, quite a lot out there. Yeah, um, and was just such a a tour de force. Oh uh, God, he, yes. He had that that voice, and um, uh, Maurice Lamarche uh, is his rendition of the brain in Pinky and the Brain. He is imitating Orson Welles yep. for that character. Like, so, and, I, and I will say, he he does a pretty good Orson Welles impersonation. Mm-hmm. Pretty good one. Pretty good one. Um, so you know we've we've kind of talked about like mainstream you know movies and and cartoons and things like that. And obviously, if you've listened to this podcast before, <laughs> you can tell that you you know you know that we're we're anime fans. Uh, you know, Tim, what's that shirt you're repping right now? Oh, you mean my official Gundam T-shirt? Yeah. There's there's so more. You can't see it because of the can't. Well, I guess you can. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, we're obviously anime fans, yep. and you know, anime is uh, is really took off in the late '90s and mm-hmm. early 2000s here in the United States, um, and it was probably really championed by shows like Dragon Ball Z, Gundam, yep. uh, Sailor Moon. Um, you know, those were at Robotech. Um, oh man, Robotech! I haven't thought about that one in the day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, fun. Uh, interesting thing for you. I believe Funimation has the entirety of Robotech on there now. Ooh. They have also recently acquired and have started uh, broadcasting several Gundam series. I think even Gundam Unicorn. See, like, um, Unicorn, I, I just started. Um, I'm not far enough into it yet to have an opinion. I will say that the the on Netflix, the which I have Netflix again. The Gundam Hathaway film. I ended up switching to something else, maybe half an hour into it, just because it like it was so there was so much build up and so much exposition at the beginning that like I, I out of that half an hour I spent maybe five minutes actually watching it. The rest of the time I was like zoned out on my phone just because it it wasn't engaging to me. So I know it's supposed to be a, I think a trilogy. 
I really hope the next two films, like, give me a reason to go and finish the first one, because I, I was not sold on it at all. Mm. But, but no, um, yeah, well, we are definitely fans of anime. I mean, and we have seen uh, quite a few very well-known voice actors in the anime community come out. I mean, you know, he's just talking Dragon Ball Z. I mean, you've got Chris Sabat, you've got Sean Schemmel, and there's two-thirds of the cast. Um... <laughs> I mean, I, I'm only joking He's a little. Wrong. I'm only joking He's a little. Not wrong. Uh, Chris Ayers, uh, voice of Frieza, um, origin, uh, original voice of Frieza. Yep. He, uh, he's, uh, last I had heard, he was still um, dealing with um, throat cancer, I believe. Yeah, so throat he's cancer. Kinda, he's kind of uh, moved into a more of a producer role while he tries to rest his, uh, you know, try to recover from that. But um, I will say the, the, uh, the new voice actor for Frieza, I'm, I'm not disappointed with. Yeah. You can you can definitely tell it's somebody different, but not in a bad way, right? And uh, you know the original Dragon Ball Z had you know those characters, um, Monica Rial, the voice of Bulma. Yep. Um, probably one of the you know other than other than you know the Japanese voice actresses for uh, you know Goku and Bulma, who uh, Bulma's voice actress passed away a few years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, here's a fun fact for you guys. Uh, Goku's voice actress in Japan, that actor actress in Japan, is a woman and yep. has been doing it the entire duration of that character. And yes. she's like sixty at this point. So yeah. she has played Goku you... from the first episode of Dragon Ball all the way to the final episode of Dragon Ball Super. What and she also did uh, Kid Gohan and Goten as well, if I remember right. Possibly. I, I think so. I, I know for sure she's done Goku. Um. And a lot of it has to do with, with the way they portray strength in Japan. Um, like, when you think strength here in the States, you think, you know, John Cena, for lack of a better description. You think big muscle. Rah. In Japan, a lot of it is strength comes from within. So, I mean, apart from the fact that they, they liked her voice and they liked her rendition of it, that's why they have Goku with, you know, more of a, a feminine voice. Because it's not, you don't necessarily have to be the, the biggest and baddest guy, even though it's Goku. So, I mean, yeah, it's just a fun little cultural difference. And, like, nobody in Japan has really complained about Goku having a female voice actor. It's what they're used to. It's, you know, that's the voice they know. It'd be like if Sean, yeah, yeah it's like if Sean Shevel stepped down in the States and they made New Dragon Ball with somebody different, people would notice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they'll just um... have Chris Sabat do his voice, too. <laughs> Probably. Uh, it, it's the Chris Sabat show. Um, and if you don't know who Chris Sabat voices, he's, you know, Everyone. Vegeta, Piccolo, uh, several other characters in that show. Uh, uh, branching outside of that, he's you know, fam current, famously uh, All Might from the uh, mm -hmm. My Hero Academia. Yep. Uh, Academia One of my, my favorite characters he's ever done, though, uh, has easily got to be Armstrong from Full Metal. Yes. I mean, yes. it's, it's, he, Armstrong is kind of my hero. So. Yes. Uh, does a voice, yeah, does, uh, does a voice of Armstrong. Um, you know, kind of going back to the, the shows in our day, you know, we'd mentioned it before, um, Cowboy Bebop. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, uh, at, we mentioned Steve Bloom before, famously did, uh, um, you know, the voice of Spike Spiegel. Yep. And uh, now he's probably one of, one of, if not the most prolific voice actor uh, in the industry. Yeah, he is. Actually has a, I've mentioned this before on the show, has a Guinness World Record for the most appearances uh, in video games. Like, 
literally I believe it a, a, a framed Guinness record that he keeps in his home because of he has been in over 500 video games. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, I, I, the, the number sounds really high, but at the same time, like, I, I'd believe it. I mean, the guy has done a lot of voice work, a lot. And he, he has a lot of range, too. Like, you oh, know, God, you yes. Hear Spike, you hear Spike Spiegel, you hear Grunt from the Mass Effect series, mm-hmm. you know, both very rough and 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 tumble type characters um does the voice of uh leon in um gurren lagan a very effeminate gay character yes yes uh and apparently he uh in the same interview that i saw with him he had a lot of fun um messing with the director because the direct like it by he would really like hype up the the femininity of this yeah. character and just say really weird off the wall stuff to make the director uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> That's which, awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you have uh, uh, a character and then it also played uh, the, um, Oh, the crazy doctor in uh, the, uh, in Trigun that had the, uh, um, the giant kid, uh, the giant, uh, giant children um yeah or it was his his brother right no it was his son like he played the doc he played the crazy doctor that looked kind of like a cross between dr wiley and oh yeah i'm I'm, I'm thinking i'm thinking of the crazy doctor from uh from one punch man that had the giant brother that's what i'm thinking of oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. i know who you're talking about yeah uh you know played that character uh, and trigun's another one trigun's one of my my all-time favorites you know johnny young bosch uh, playing as oh the as Power Ranger, yes, actually. Uh, again, we said it was going to be a night of facts. Here's another one for you. Johnny Unglosh did play the uh, Black Ranger, uh, the in the uh, Ninja, uh, the Ninja series. Yep. Um, was the the frog was his uh, was his um, animal. Yep. So, um, yeah, but uh, animes uh, has a, a very very uh they're more of a niche following but i think they're becoming more mainstream obviously because you know you're you're starting to get i mean you're getting tons of of anime series in the states now and that that's just like subtitled ones you know subbed ones funimation is obviously the main uh dub uh, studio in the u.s um netflix is really starting to catch up though as far as their variety yeah, no, they're they're branching out. They're getting licensing. They're they're partnering and doing some really cool stuff. And I'm not saying anything against Netflix, yeah. but they've still got some catching up to do as far as yeah. like really getting into into the you know the anime business. I mean, they they picked up uh, Seven Deadly Sins, which was right, I yeah, thought actually it was a relatively enjoyable uh, series. Um, I wouldn't say it was the best, but it was enjo- it was enjoyable. Right um, now. You know, if we're, if we're talking about Netflix anime, have you gotten a chance to watch Netflix's version of Evangelion? Mm-mm. Okay, well, I, I haven't because I heard I heard things about the voice acting and the it, edits that they did, and I just having having watched the original dub of of Ava, which I mean you you own, mm-hmm. they I'm torn because like on one hand I'm glad that people. That never got to watch the dub, which, due to licensing rights and this, that, and the other, is nigh impossible to find. So I'm glad that people that, that like dubs get to watch it. 
But having watched the original dub, I'm I'm torn because there were a lot of edits made. They did tweak. I don't want. They didn't really change the story, but they tweaked the way it flowed, for lack of a better description. So I mean, it's yeah, it's fair. when you know if you rewind time a couple years ago and you talk Netflix and anime, the first thing that comes to everybody's mind is their live action action adaptations of anime. Which, I mean, it's very much a meme. Yeah. Um, I mean, it still is this day. Like, I, I watched the live-action Death Note when it came out, because I had just finished the anime. And I'm like, oh, this would be really cool to watch a live-action version of it. Well, ten minutes in, my buddy and I that were watching it, and he had never he had never even seen Death Note to begin with. He saw how bad it was, and he wasn't even familiar with the source material. So five, ten minutes in, we turned it into a drinking game. Every time we thought something was bad, we would drink. 20 minutes How are you in, not dead? Uh, well, exactly. 20 minutes into it, we were we were sloshed. Um, but uh, it is nice to see Netflix kind of course correct, and they're starting to you know, get a lot more actual animated anime. Um, I mean, they are still getting the, the Bebop live action, which I'm apprehensive on. The The first couple like promo pictures they've put out, I like the fact they're, visually anyway... Sticking pretty close to the original aesthetic and design of it, they've got some good names attached to it, but I'm still I'm still apprehensive about it. But we're not here to, we're not here to trash talk Netflix though. We're still yeah, we're I still looking that, for that sponsorship. Um, correct, Netflix, we love you. Um, we will shill for you. Death Note live action was the greatest thing ever. Did the check clear? Uh, keep going. Keep smiling. Keep smiling. All right, cool. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so, there, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of different studios out there. And, you know, one of the biggest things in the news, at least anime news industry lately, is that um, uh, Funimation has completed their acquisition of Crunchyroll, which was, yes. you know, the biggest uh, anime distributor um, licensor uh, in the U.S. Um, Actually has more subscriptions than um, than Crunchy or than uh, Funimation, but you know Funimation's obviously backed by uh, Sony, yeah. And Sony's really making a push for for the anime stuff, which yeah, they is are. interesting because they're a you know Japanese company. Um, I mean, makes but sense. But what I'm hopeful for is that, and and I like I like subs, like I I don't mind subtitle anime, like it's it's nice to you know it. If I want to watch something that I find really interesting, then then yeah, okay, I'll I'll watch the sub if it doesn't have a dub version. Watching the dub version, I like not having to read, like because I yeah. feel like my attention is divided. You know, I, so... I I think we we talked about this on an earlier episode. Um, I mean, you and I pretty much have the same same uh, mindset on it. If it's something I'm going to sit down and that's all I'm doing, I'll watch the sub, no problem. I'm ADD and can't freaking hold still. For those of you watching the video, can tell. Um, so 90% of the time I watch, or I watch the dub because I'm doing five other things to 20% completion each while listening to that in the background and occasionally like looking up to like watch, see the animation, like if it's a, an interesting scene or there's a battle going on or, you know, there's just something neat on screen, I'll look at it. So typically for me, it's, it's more sub, uh, excuse me, more dub than sub just because I can't be bothered to focus on anything for more than 20 minutes. I mean, I'm surprised I can get through this entire podcast. <laughs> yeah. 
Yay, no. ADD brain. I mean, he's he's not wrong. It's, but I mean, if, if we're gonna go back to anime, I mean, I know you had mentioned one of uh, well, a couple of your favorite favorite voice actors. For me, I still think one of my most favorite would have to be Crispin Freeman. Oh. Absolutely. I mean, just like um, the, the, my my first like major experience to him in a leading role was the original Helsing anime, and like I just like just his voice just like really drew me into that character. Uh, I had mentioned many many episodes ago that I had purchased the uh, the Helsing manga in the like deluxe red velvet bound collector's edition, and like even when I'm reading that. I hear Crispin Freeman's voice as I'm reading Alucard's lines. That's how much his his uh, rendition of Alucard had an impression on me. That when I'm reading, I still hear him in my head. Yeah, I mean, he had a. I mean, really, all of the the voice actors um, in in Helsing had a, a very profound um, impression on all of us. So, yeah. so much so that when they redid the series, they brought them all back. Yeah, which which was um, which was great. Yeah, because I mean, I'll, I'll be on Ultimate Helsing. Ultimate was a much better series. Um, well, it was it was very true to the original source material. Well, it because was, this time around, the original creators like, all right, I'm gonna be sitting in the room with you guys this time. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So they they brought it back. Um, Genion, I believe, was the studio that was dubbing it in the U.S. Yes. Yes. And then they went bankrupt. And so, like, the series those... just didn't get, you know, dubbed for the longest time. The last, what, three, four episodes, I think? I mean, it's pretty much like the ending of it was, and was what everybody was waiting for, never got right. dubbed because the company that owned the rights went under. <laughs> or they Correct. went under or got bought but... out or something, I don't remember. No, which. no, no, they went, they went under. Did they, they went okay. under. However, um, Funimation stepped in and purchased the rights from uh Genion and then picked it back up yes. and finished the dub um which you can catch it on you can catch the dub version mm -hmm. on uh Formation. Yep. Um it's actually the number it's actually the very first item that is in my my queue is Helsing <laughs> Ultimate. Yep. Um and I own the the DVDs for the original Helsing series too. As do I, yeah. Uh, as well as the DVDs for Helsing Ultimate. Um mm -hmm. so Yeah, I, uh, I have those yeah. on Blu-ray. There you go. <laughs> but uh yeah, so there I mean that was that one had a very profound impact. You know, Christian Freeman had a very profound impact on oh, yeah. on Tim and I, obviously, for some of his renditions. And there's a lot of these characters that we've we've talked about. You know, like Chris Sabat. Again, he's had a very profound impact on us. Uh, you know, the, um, characters like uh, 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 Carrie Walgren and Colleen Clinkenbeard uh, have both done some pretty you know, big names, uh, big credits out there, uh, as, you know, the much maligned Vic McNona, the, the voice of Ed Elric. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, that's a whole thing. Not a very, not a very nice guy. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's just but call had it a how very it unique voice in the industry. So you can always tell when it was him. Yeah. But you know, we're not going to, we're not going to get, we're not going to go into that. We're yeah, not going to dwell on. Yeah, we're not going to dwell on that. Yeah. Um, you know, one of and and we there's a lot of um, up and comers as well that that are that are in the industry these days. You know, I, I say up and comers like uh, you know J. Michael Tatum. He's been in the industry for a long time, 
Um, he was just, I think, not as well known. Um, but he's been in the industry uh, for a long time. Of currently, famously doing uh, Tenya Ida in My Hero Academia, um, the, the Ingenian uh, yep. the, is his superhero name. Yep. Um, you know, he, you know, a lot of those characters really in in My Hero are, are kind of up and coming. Yeah, uh, it's 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 nice to see what while I do. I mean, obviously, we're both admittedly fans of a lot of the the veterans of voice acting, particularly in anime. It is nice to see, you know, when when new you know new faces come into the scene and have such good performances that you're like, you know, what I I can see this person going somewhere. I can, you know, you can yeah. you can see that talent, you know, or yeah, well, I mean, hear look, that the, talent. Yeah, I mean, look at the the voice of Deku, uh, mm-hmm. Justin Briner. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, very unique voice. Yeah, in, very in much the so. Um, the the voice of Bakugo uh, and his his uh, name uh, escapes me right now. Uh, 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 Chapin, I think, or something like that. Uh, sorry um, if I'm butchering uh, butchering it, but Cliffy, uh, yeah, Cliff uh, Cliffy Chapin, I think, is, 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 is something that... along those lines. Yeah, yeah it's, it's I, I'm drawing a blank too, unfortunately. Uh, you know, very unique voice, and I, I heard him in something else the other day, yeah. and he wasn't screaming, and it was <laughs> weird. Well, I mean, it's it's um, well, it's, it's funny. Like whenever, like you get, care- I, I don't want to say typecast, but like I'll use Chris Sabat as an example. Like it was weird. Like the first time I heard him as Armstrong, you know, before that, my biggest exposure to him was Dragon Ball. So it was weird hearing him go from you know loud, screamy, you know, grunting characters to a very eloquent, gentlemanly voice. You know, but it was still Chris Sabat. You know, and now he's he's back doing All Might, doing the punchy, screamy guy again. So, I mean, he's got a type, which isn't bad. I mean, he's got a voice that fits... fits strong characters. But yeah. even even within that, you know, I mean, he's gone from, you know, like Piccolo and Vegeta, who, admittedly, while both strong characters, have different, you know, guiding compasses to Armstrong. Oh, you mean the actual father figures of Dragon Ball? I mean, yeah, let's call it what it is. Um, to, you know, someone like, again, Armstrong, who, again, is a strong character, but is much more more eloquent and refined and proud in a different way than Vegeta was proud. Back to All Might, who is, I mean, you know, a Captain America analog, a Superman analog, whatever you want to call it, who's very much a Boy Scout, but is someone who very, you know, openly to his close friends shows that, that doubt in himself and in you know, things that are happening. So, I mean... Even though he's got a you know very similar voice sets for all those characters, they're all so varied within that one actor. So I mean, it just it goes to show that a good voice actor isn't somebody who can just make a voice. Anybody can make a, a voice. It's being able to put genuine emotion behind those voices, and I think that to me is what makes a good voice actor. It's it's the same as you know a live action actor. You can put anybody behind a camera. Doesn't mean they're going to be good. You know anybody can read lines, but it's putting that emotion and that realism behind those lines and connecting with the audience is what really to me makes the most impact. Yeah, it, it, I was pondering why you were talking because um I, I realized that that Chris Sabat mm-hmm. strong manly fatherly figure type. Be- Vegeta, Piccolo, Armstrong, All Might, all strong father figures. Right? Yeah. Ah. I mean 
He's got a type, like I said. But again, yeah, you know, they, it works. again, they're all very similar characters on, on their core, but when you delve into them, he puts such depth and individuality into each one that I guarantee if, if you put Chris Sabat down with a, with a fan script of Vegeta and Piccolo meeting Armstrong and All Might, he would be able to read through that and make each one of them, in, in scenes where they're all talking together, make each one of them feel unique and like themselves. That is talent right there. Uh, you know, there, there's um, one of my favorites kind of up and coming actors and not just because um, because he and I share a uh, share a name is Ian Sinclair. <laughs> yep. Which you've, um, you've mentioned him before. Yep. Yeah. Ian Sinclair. Uh, if we want to stick with the vein of Dragon Ball does the voice of Whis in <laughs> uh, in the, the newer series. Yep. Um, but also, uh, if you've seen Dr. Stone does the voice of uh, Sukasa. OK. Uh, Shishio Sukasa. Um, does the voice of uh, of uh, Victor Licht in uh, Fire Force, which is a very over the top, crazy character, like high pitched kind of crazy character. <laughs> See, um, Fire Force is on my watch list. I guess I haven't started yet. I'd say give it a well, give it as a, is Doctor Stone, actually. Yeah, I mean, give them both a give them both a shot. Um, I think when you were here, we were watching uh, Decadence. How heavy? How heavy? Yeah, Decadence. He he is in that for a little bit. Uh, he also did uh, a couple. Uh, He's the narrator from uh, How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift, um, which is another kind of weird, crazy, over-the-top character. Okay. Um, it, it So he does. He has a very big range of yeah. motion, well, uh, he, of characters. You, you mentioned uh, that title, you know, How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift. Have you noticed a trend in anime lately where, like, used to be the names were, you know, like, something simple, Dragon Ball. Sailor Moon, you know, Akira, and now it's that time I got trapped in a dungeon, turned into a slime, uh, got adopted by ogres, and became a wolf. And have you yep. noticed that lately? That, like, a lot of the... It seems to be an isekai thing, mainly. But, like, I've noticed a lot more animes are coming out with just, like, really super long titles. Yeah. There's a... There was one that came out last season that uh, was on Crunchyroll. It was, uh, it was called Higihiro. And okay. the subtitle was uh, something along the lines of um, uh, I got rejected, uh, I got rejected, took in a high school runaway and shaved or something like that was the sub was the subtext. And so it seemed it like is, a really stupid you haven't sh you haven't shaved yet. So I'm, I'm not that worried. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sorry. It, it, it sounded like a really stupid premise from the title, but I watched it and it was probably one of my favorites of last season. In okay. all honesty, like just a very. It's a very powerful and sweet story about a high school runaway and this, you know, you know, twenty six, twenty eight year old businessman, and kind of like their journey. Their is okay. Their is is, is that the anime that uh, there was a guy in Japan I was reading who was recently arrested for taking in yes. a high because uh, like I I haven't looked into the specifics of it. So before anybody goes crazy in the comments, I'm literally just it was just a cursory glance. He says that he took her in and was, was giving her, like, job training so that she could make something of herself. I don't know the specifics of the situation, but, like, okay, so it's, it's, it's pretty much that, but the anime. Yeah, he, okay. he, I'm pretty sure he did it based upon the anime and manga. <laughs> All right. Or tried to get away with it, but, yeah, I mean, it is, it's illegal. So when, when are you going to adopt a cat girl, Ian? I mean... Uh, I don't 
have i mean they don't they don't exist get on get those. on that man i mean I, I can already see it now uh my gaijin boyfriend or cat girl and her gaijin boyfriend interesting i uh, mean you know it, it could work um there was a, it, it another could. one i saw um uh, oh goodness it was on crunchyroll or netflix one of the two where like the title is something along along the lines of like house husband and the whole premise oh it's of it, netflix Okay, the, the one where, like, Netflix. he's a former Yakuza yeah. boss, and now he's trying to be, like, yeah, the yeah. perfect stay-at-home husband or something. Like, yeah. I watched the trailer for it, and I'm like, having, play, having you know, played or seen played through all the Yakuza games, I'm like, I, I can get behind this, like, 500%. So it's it's on my uh, queue. A, I want to watch it. You should. It's a, it's a very good very good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good. It started as a manga. It's hilarious. Um they're they're done in more like vignette style so it's like each episode each each episode is like five to seven minutes long okay. and and an episode well they're they're five to seven minute segments and then an episode is like three of those segments okay um so it's robot chicken it, style yeah kind of but it's you know more in a in just that that weird acerbic style right um, okay so yeah i think i'd be all for it then but, uh, I mean, we, yeah. we, we've talked about, you know, traditional animation voice actors. We've talked about anime voice actors. We we kind of touched on video game voice actors, which you will see that a lot of the names we've mentioned from anime kind of bleed over into this category. Um, which, I mean, yeah, just, the... again, just goes to show the versatility of some of these voice actors. Yeah, I mean, if you look at, you know, again, Matt Mercer, as an example, uh <laughs> Does the voice famously does the voice of Jesse McCree in uh, Overwatch, whose name uh, or is getting changed, or whatever they're changing his name to? Yep. I, which um, I'm, I'm curious, like, because I mean, Overwatch, like you and I have had this conversation before. We may have even talked about it on the show. Overwatch is a fun game. It's not for me because, like, all the lore for it, you either have to watch like video vignettes and piece it together, or go on their website. I wanted the lore to be in there, but it is a very lore-heavy game. I'm wondering lore wise i don't think they're just going to change his name and have it be that i imagine they're probably going to build it into the lore somehow i'm curious how they're going to do that like if, if that was just a name he took or if it's like like zoro where it's a name that's passed down and he's going to start using his real name now you know or whatever they do it'd be interesting to see how they handle that yeah my guess is they're probably going to they're not going to retcon his name yeah. they're they're pro- they're going to lore wise change it somehow yeah. work it in there or you know, it was like it was an alias or something like yeah. that, and he was. Yeah, that's or you know maybe he finds out that that's not actually his real name. Oh, you know, like that could be an interesting angle. You know, he was. He's not who he thinks he is, or something like that. That uh, would be interesting, know, like actually, if they went. Yeah, if they went that route. Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of people like you know, like we said, uh, Laura Bailey, Travis Willingham, Matt Mercer. Uh, you know, they bleed over into other into other genres and, and things like that. Um, you know, if you look at, uh, like, uh, Bryce Poppenbrook, who does famously does the voice of Kirito in uh, the Sword Art Online, uh, he does, like, half of the NPCs in uh, Fantasy Star Online. Yes, he really does. In the original PSO2, um, uh, Fantasy Star Online 2, yeah. He, he's, like, half... You, you go into the, the shopping district, and he walk up to some of the characters, and he does, like, half of them. Yeah. Um, well, and it was it was funny when when they did the the sword art collab. Kirito was yeah. in the lo- uh, in the shopping plaza there, 
voiced by him, so you could literally go over and talk to a shopkeep and go over and talk to him again as Kirito. Yep. Well, the same thing with uh, Asuna's voice actress, mm -hmm. uh, Cherami Lay. Yep. Uh, she also does a lot of video games and does, you know, anime and, and things like that. Plays, you know, Asuna Yuki, uh, Lucy Hartfilia from the yep. uh, fairy tale series. Um, you know, a lot of different characters. Uh, I think she is the voice actress of... Oh crap! What's her name? Um, Sasuke's daughter in the Baruto series. A truth, um, I haven't Sarada. watched a single episode of Baruto. Dude, I haven't watched really any episodes of Naruto. The, the voice actress for for Naruto annoyed me so much that I was like, nope. It See, was just, it well, was, and like it, me, you remember back in the day, like I loved Naruto when I was watching it subbed. When they finally like, hey, you know, we're bringing it to the states and dubbing it. I got three episodes in and then went back to my sub DVDs because because I nobody no disrespect to any of the voice actors or actresses in that show. Ultimately, they go have to go off of what the what the voice director says, you know, and all that stuff. But maybe it was just because I was so used to the the subbed actors and like in hearing how those characters sounded, but I just I could not get into the English voice cast of art. I mean, again, no, I never watched, no disrespect to any of those. I never watched the subs, uh, but I just, I couldn't deal with just Naruto's voice actor, right? Actress, actually, because it was a girl. It was a, it was a female. It just, it was so misplaced for that character. Yeah, it was, just, it was grating and irritating, and just didn't fit that character at yeah. all. Every, the other the other VAs I thought did decent jobs. You know, I thought they cast Kakashi well. I can't okay, remember. Yeah, uh, I will, the VA's uh, yeah, name. Kakashi they did cast pretty well. I'll give you that. Yeah, uh Mike Guy, I thought they did well cuz they got that, you know, meathead type. <laughs> right. Um even the same with uh with Rock Lee, they got that kind of like doofy the actually it was the dude that voiced Davis from the Digimon the second Digimon series. Oh gosh, yeah. Wow. I didn't realize that. Um Yeah, so yeah. But um yeah, so that you know video games bleed over quite a lot uh into um into the industry. And I think they they kind of have this like circle of not really circle, but you know, a lot of them are are um, in a guild or a union. You know, yeah. the, the voice actors union and those kind of stuff. So they kind of uh, stay to you know stay together. Um, but uh, you know, they they're just uh, you know you you kind of hire the same talent because that's the talent that that's that's out there. Right. I mean, if you look at um, like uh, Patrick Seitz. Uh, did the voice of Luke Valentine in Helsing? Um, yep. Does the voice did the voice of uh, Arthas in World of Warcraft? Oh yeah. Does currently does the voice of Endeavor in My Hero Academia? Oh yeah, that's right. He does. <laughs> yeah. So um, here here's uh, here's actually a fun one for you as, as uh -oh. I'm looking through some of the, these these people in credits. So. Um, for those, you know, Tim and I are kind of fans of Studio Trigger. Uh, they just celebrated their 10-year anniversary, so Woo! congratulations, Studio Trigger. Uh, I have some friends that are diehard uh, anti-Studio Trigger. <laughs> I hate everything they do, so I like to bring them up every so often. <laughs> um, my Studio Trigger, not necessarily my friends, because, you know, you guys know who you are. Screw you. <laughs> um, 
uh, Kyle Herbert or Haber as uh, the voice of Kamina in the dub of uh, Gurren Lagann. Uh, Gurren Lagann. Yep. Also does the voice of Gohan in uh, Adult Gohan in Dragon Ball. Yeah, I can see it. I can hear it. Yep. And all, and then also does the voice of Sasuke Aizen in the uh, Bleach series. Oh, yeah. Bleach is one that I I haven't watched that one in years. Like I've I, seen the first two seasons, and then that was that was all that I saw. Uh, I think it was some of it was I just couldn't I I didn't have like access to it after a while, and it just ran out of time to be able to watch it. So. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, so you know, voice actors, voice actresses—they kind of, they kind of move all around the industry. It's this like interwoven spider web. Which, speaking of spider, check out last week's episode. <laughs> nice uh, tie in there, Ian. <laughs> I'm shilling for ourselves. Hey, you know what? Uh, if, if nobody wants us to show for them, we'll show for ourselves. Exactly. And we pay uh, each other when, in friendship. Your... I, I want to renegotiate our contract. Good night, everybody! Click. <laughs> and with that, non-sequitur nerds was no more. And they uh, never spoke again. So thank you for joining us for our final episode. <laughs> we are the nerds, signing off for the last time. Sad. No, uh, no, we're, we're going to keep, really. keep going because we, we have nothing else to do on Friday nights. I mean, we enjoy doing this. <laughs> we enjoy each other's company. We, we really do. I mean, it's, it's, it, it is nice for us to, you know, get together every week and just, you know, talk about random crap, forget people's names, remember them three hours after we finish recording and never go back and change it. Um, <laughs> but no, it's, yeah, it's exactly it's uh, and voice acting has always been a, a field that has interested me. Um, I even went so far as to, at one of the uh, GameStop manager conferences back when I was with them years ago now, um, it was Funimation actually had a booth there, and I don't remember, I think it was one of their Sword Art games, uh, Sword Art and Dragon Ball, each had a new game coming out that year, and they actually had a, a booth there, and they had some of their higher-ups there to, like, to present the games, they had some of the voice actors there, um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to get into any of the autograph lines to actually meet some of the voice actors, um, mostly because I wanted to see the GameStop Managers Conference. For those of you that were not in the company or were never managers, back in the day anyway, it used to be like a private E3 for the GameStop managers. I mean, they would wine and dine us. They would, I mean, the whole nine yards. It was effectively, you know, hey, look at our stuff. Please sell it. But um, I had stopped at the Funimation booth um, just kind of talk some stuff, and like the the person that was there at the counter, I said, you know, hey, you know, out of curiosity, you know, what would be the the best way for somebody to get into voice acting? You know, is there a way that we can send audition tapes, anything like that? And they actually gave me some information, you know, some people to contact. Um, they like they were mainly just a a booth person, but they had like general information, and I I, I did get in touch with a few people, but at the time, what they were looking for for people. They weren't really looking for anybody to do any remote recordings. They wanted people that could be, uh, like, in their studio, you know, there on call. And I'm like, oh. Well, I can't really do that, so I, I couldn't really just uproot my entire life and move on a whim that I might become a voice actor. But uh, it's always been a field that's interested me. Um, 
So I mean, it, but it, it is nice to to be able to look at some of these people who, like, admittedly, you know, to people like Ian and I and many of you out there, these voice actors are just as valid celebrities and actors as you know any you know as your as Robert Downey Jr. you know or as any other you know mainstream Hollywood live actor. And it is nice yeah. to see that, that that whole field has become much more mainstream that, you know, it used to be back in the day of animation, people would talk about what studio is producing it. It's a Disney film. It's a Don Bluth film. It's, you know, a, a Pixar film. It's a DreamWorks, whatever have you. And now it's, hey, look who's in the cast. You know, my, my, you know, my favorite voice actor A is doing, you know, this obscure character in this one scene, but they're in it. You know, it's, it's nice to see that it's a much more... I don't want to, because it was never an illegitimate field, but it's a much more mainstream field. And that, that is kind of nice to see that those people who aren't being, you know, face-to-face on a camera are getting that, that you know, name recognition, that branding, if you will. Yeah, and, and voice, and there's been, it's been a slow transformation mm-hmm. over the years yeah. of, you know, who, uh, you know, who is kind of the you know, recognized in the industry, you know, for a long time, you know, they made a, they made, they had to, to make, you know, a, a best animated feature Oscar because people were potentially losing to cartoons like in the best picture category. And, you know, it's Hollywood. It was a good old boy. It's still a good old boys club. You know, they were like, well, we can't, we can't have that. So let's make their own category. You know, there's been a call uh, for years that mocap uh, actors should be allowed to, or should be able to be nominated for um, oh, best absolutely. actor. Or absolutely. Best actor. I mean, Andy Serkis's role is, yeah. is Gollum. I don't know that one. Apparently, Alexa picked that up. Um, <laughs> Apparently, she did. But no, yeah, Andy, uh, Andy, Andy Serkis, yeah, Andy Serkis he, he deserves he deserves awards for the mocap work he's done. Well, I mean, he's done mocap work himself. He's done mocap direction. He's done mocap. I mean, like, if there's something in the field of mocap, he has done it. Yeah, I mean, his his portrayal of Caesar in the uh, Planet of the Apes revival. Yes. Um, and that is that's him. That's him not only doing the mocap, but he's actually acting that character. Like, yeah. He is voicing the character. His face is the character because they did all they did was they mocapped his face and animated animated the chimpanzee on top of yeah. it. So, well, I mean, like know, his work is Gollum. Yeah, Gollum yeah. again, I mean, the, also voice acting, mm-hmm. voice acted, physically acted. Yep. Um, you know, look at Doug Jones, uh, The Shape of Water. That one, that one, Guillermo del Toro, uh, not a, a Best Picture and a Best Director Oscar. Nothing for Doug. Yeah. And, and he's, you know, I mean, he, D- Doug Jones. He is so many iconic monsters. That like I mean seriously, if, if any of you get a chance, go look up some of the roles he's done. If I mean, and like you will recognize ninety five percent of the creatures he has done the work on, and some of them were mocap, some of them were him in prosthetics. The guy is right. both of them are genuinely talented individuals, but yeah. you know again they're they're not getting they're not getting as much recognition as you know you know, main hero A, who's face-to-face, you know, at the camera all the time, which is sad. I mean, and same same goes true for, for voice acting. Um, I mean, I, I feel like, yeah, for, like, you know, Oscars and various awards like that, there should be more recognition, because in my opinion, voice actors are just as valid as, you know, 
the the Keanu Reeves of the world. I mean, granted, he's going to win every award every time since Keanu. Um, he is a delight. He's breathtaking. Um, yes, yes, he is. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 it is nice to see it to see that kind of acting slowly becoming more more seen, more more you know mainstream. But it still has it still has ways to go. Yeah. You know, still there the, and I'm sure within our lifetimes and very soon we'll start seeing that. Oh, I hope uh, so. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so much that, um, you know, these these people offer to the to the field, and especially as as you know, things like anime and and uh, you know, adult themed cartoons. You know, like Rick. We, we haven't even really talked about like adult themed cartoons. You know, like Rick and Morty and Ro- Robot Chicken. Rutsuki Doji. Oh, wrong kind of adult uh, cartoons. My bad. Um. Yeah, and, and actually, the, the list of voice actors who have uh, crossed over or crossed back from the the H anime uh, genres kind of interesting. Um, I, that's as, something I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to look that up as, actually for for as research an example, purposes. Veronica Taylor. Really? Yes. Uh, from what I have, from what I have found, <laughs> she uh, she was in uh, at, at least one uh, H anime title. Uh, for those of you who don't know Veronica Taylor, she's famously the voice of Ash Ketchum from the Pokemon cartoon uh, anime. I'm going to need to do research after this just for my own uh, giggles. <laughs> research. <laughs> research. Um, I'm going to need the saucy. And, um, anyway, anyway. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give you your digits later. There we go. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, voice acting is a, a really popular profession these days. I think it's probably still pretty hard to get into. Uh, it takes a lot of work to get into it. Yes, you've yes. Gotta have, you know, you got to do, you got to have the equipment. You got to do tapes. You've got to do different voices. Got to do different takes. Uh, you probably have to have a, an agent or a producer to help you with those said tapes. So yep. it's a bit of an investment, uh, especially if you don't live near the main studios, which yeah. really that's in in you know more like Texas area right now or California. Yep. Um, but you know, but still, I... it's still something that I would you know pursue your passions, as yeah. we always say here. Well, I know, and, and uh, uh, as far as more like like traditional film, I know Georgia is actually growing a lot for that. Uh, one of my good friends, who I just finished a project that I, I can't say much about now, but I will be able to soon. Um, he actually just moved to Georgia specifically because oh, of the yeah, yeah j- specifically because of just the the growing need for actors. Uh, Georgia gives like I'm surprised our favorite director who we can't really mention the name right now of uh i'm surprised he hasn't started shooting films in georgia yet um but georgia gives like all kinds of like tax breaks and incentives and it's actually more beneficial right now to film in georgia than it is to film in hollywood yeah so i mean but yeah one of my good friends uh shout out to will if you listen to this episode love you buddy really miss you um move down there specifically to pursue his his acting passion. So I, I'd be curious to see if we start seeing more voice acting opportunities pop up in Georgia as well, or it may have already happened. I'm not sure. So. I mean, Georgia's where uh, uh, the uh, adult swim studio from. is. Yeah, so which which I teaches are from. Yeah, which, William Street William Street Studio is in Georgia. Uh, I, I saw William Street. I, I saw William Street. Did not see a single peach grove. I am disappointed, Georgia. I demand a refund. 
I take that back. They were on all of their license plates. <laughs> yeah, you usually you kind of have to look out when going through Georgia. You have to look. You, it's hard to see to spot them through uh, all of the Chick Fil A's, Zaxby's, Waffle Houses, and Lions Den adult book, uh, adult it's, novelty stores. It's true, Georgia. You are a beautiful state. You take too long to drive through, though. Just saying, especially if you're going uh, north to south. I, I yes. made the drive from, from Indiana down to Orlando uh, a couple years ago, and Georgia took about eight days of my trip. Um, just That was just driving straight north to south. Um, yep. but, but yeah. No, it's, it's... I mean, to sum it up, I mean, we obviously have a lot of favorite, favorite voice actors, uh, many of which have, you know, kind of connected with us on a personal level as far as their performances, getting us, you know, in touch with the characters. And it's it's nice to see it Again, I've said this multiple times now, but becoming a more mainstream profession that people are proud to say, I'm a voice actor. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, again, if you're interested in the field, I would suggest looking into it, uh, checking into what, what, what it might take. Um, you know, with, uh, with Funimation's acquisition of Crunchyroll, there may be a huge demand for uh, more voice actors and actresses out there. Uh, as uh, you know, Funimation's most famous for being able to for doing dubs, but now that uh, they have Crunchyroll's licenses, we may see uh, we may see a lot more uh, dubs uh, coming out of them. So here's um, hoping. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I think that's probably going to do it for us tonight. I'm sure uh, you're all sick and tired of hearing us talk <laughs> about actresses. Uh, so uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up for the night. Uh, as always, you can catch us on Twitter and Facebook, Twitter at non sequitur nerd, facebook.com uh, slash non sequitur nerds. Uh, those are our most uh, used uh, social media platforms. Uh, also, thank you to anchor.fm who hosts our podcasts and feeds us up to uh, six or seven, eight, uh, I don't know how many other uh, yeah, uh, podcast platforms. Yeah, catch us on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all of the others that I can never remember. <laughs> uh, so, with that, I think we will... Oh, oh and we should recap. Uh, also catch us on our Twitch channel, where if you would like to see us uh, do our new episodes live, actually several days earlier than we post it, catch us on twitch.tv slash nerds. Yes, uh, yes, I forgot about that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, something new, we're trying it out, so... Trying it out, trying it out, and always you can catch the uh, the video versions of this on YouTube, so just search mm -hmm. for us on YouTube. Uh, well, with that, I think we'll go ahead and adjourn for today. Adieu, adieu. Uh, yes, we bid you adieu. <laughs> uh, you I, I drank folks, my last adieu. one earlier, sorry. You, you but, drank um, adieu? Adieu, Ian, adieu. Uh, Good night, everybody! <laughs> Well, this got awkward. <laughs> Bye, guys. Uh, for non-sequitur nerds, uh, I, I'm Ian. And, and I'm Tim making horrible jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Good, Good night, night everybody. Good night. <laughs>